If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, August 16th, 2021. I'm one of your host, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Tim Ma Fucking Gettys. Let's him host Bless. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Tim. You know, yeah. I had a good weekend. I'm all rested yeah. up, hung out so with, the, with the homies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a good How weekend. You, you know, it was it was an okay weekend. You know, a lot of errands and stuff on, on Saturday. And then Sunday, mm-hmm. I was feeling really hot. Like, you know, it wasn't really that hot outside, but for some reason I was just, I was just flush and I was just like, I need, I need some like ice to cool down. You know what I'm talking about? Now, and then Tim, all of a sudden you showed up at my house. Yes. Yeah. Cause I got the call to, I like, cause I was also feeling really hot. I did the thing. I've been doing this thing recently where I've been putting grapes in the freezer. I don't know if you tried this, putting oh, grapes in the maneuver. freezer, oh, yeah. letting them freeze and then eating mm. them that way. Oh, fucking dope. But yeah, I got the call from you and you're like, hey, I need some help. I'm feeling hot today. I'm feeling hot. I'm feeling hot. And then blessing. You came through with what? Yeah. I came through and I delivered the ice tin. Oh, I delivered oh, the ice. Baby. Oh, oh baby. Oh my God. Look at Is us. that Sonic the Hedgehog bling? Oh, yes, it is, Tim. Yes, it is. Look at this. Tim's got the Sonic the Hedgehog from King Ice. I'm rocking the shadow. Look at that. You celebrated 30th birthday, everybody. Sonic the Hedgehog. Happy Never 30th forget. birthday, Sonic. Yeah. Yeah. And I like I love that you're rocking the Sonic bomber oh, jacket at the same time. Had now. to do it. Had to do it. And look at you looking way too good with that this black might, denim. This might be the freshest episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily to date, everybody. Yeah. Take it all in, everyone. Take, Take it, it all in. Because I'm feeling icy. I'm, I'm feeling icy too, Tim. Thank you, Barrett. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's talk about today's stories, which include Control hitting 10 million players, Phil Spencer loving the Steam Deck, and more, because this is kind of funny games daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live, except for today, we're at, where we're live at 9 a.m. live, right here on twitch.tv slash games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on youtube.com slash roosteeth.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily to be a part of the show to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above get to write in and silver members or above get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show tim i was i wasn't joking around by hanging out hanging out with friends over the weekend and i happened to have the ice on me when i was hanging out with them i was hanging out with yourself and belinda and i told them about the ice i showed them the ice and they were like what is the market for Sonic the Hedgehog bling? And I was us. like, it's me us. and Tim, me and Tim are the market for, for Sonic the Hedgehog bling. And they were like, how many people are you? Go- are, their their follow up question was, how many people are going to buy this for the meme of it? And I was like, you guys don't understand. Everybody's gonna buy this for the meme of it. Yes. That is the market for it. And I can't believe mm-hmm. that we got it. God, God. bless King Ice. 
It's so good. God bless King Ice. Housekeeping for you. We got a new episode of the Kind of Funny X-Cast that is up right now with Mike, Gary, and Barrett Courtney talking all about Xbox at Gamescom, Hades, and Halo. You can catch that on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and on podcast services around the globe. Uh, and then today, Kind of Funny is hosting the Marvel's Avengers War for Wakanda launch party starting at yeah. 10 a.m. Pacific time over on Twitch.tv slash Crystal Dynamics. Uh, Greg and Miss Marvel herself, Sandra Saad, We'll be hosting two hours of gameplay, Devin's site, and cast interviews. And uh, then also, yes, Black Panther himself, Christopher Judge, will be there, and you should too. It's happening right after this at 10 a.m. Pacific time on twitch.tv slash crystal dynamics. Then on Wednesday, 6 a.m. Pacific time, we're waking up and reacting to that Pokemon presentation. Isn't that right, Tim? Oh, unfortunately, it is. I'm excited yeah. for the presentation, not excited for the time, but I will be there. Roger Percorning is going to be there. Oh. Andy Cortez is going to be there. Blessing, are you going to be there? No pressure. No pressure. Oh, I like man. that you're utilizing Roger since it'll be 9 a.m. for him. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's actually a smart move. I didn't think yeah. about that. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it's Pokemon, right? It's, po- it's Pokemon uh, uh, Diamond and Pearl. And yeah. It's Pokemon Legends Arceus. Yeah. And which I, here's my Pokemon guess. Legends, I'm going to have to wake up. It, yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, you've got to be there for that because who knows? I, mm-hmm. My expectation is we get a delay. For, for legends that they announced mm-hmm. here but i think we will see more of it to like kind of soften the blow a little bit i mean how, how much of a delay because all they said is uh early 2022 right yeah mm. they said, we're getting uh, close they to like early, early 2022 they said january 2022 I think. yeah yeah what do you think uh like second half of 2022 then maybe november next year i don't know but i i can see them just just delaying it like being like yo we were crazy saying january and like just being like it's 2022 for now mm. for now what else do you th- do you think we get anything that's not pokemon uh diamond and pearl and arceus I, I don't know i mean maybe some little things but like that's a lot right that's three whole games like one mm. brand new thing that people are extremely looking forward to and, and you know truly highly anticipated remakes like there's a huge fan base for gen 4 so i, I don't think they really need to go too much deeper uh with other stuff but like there always is some weird little thing like maybe we'll get yeah. some pikachu bling you know what i mean oh my god could you imagine i yeah. would all if the EVs, they, if, dude i want the whole evolution line they if they announce let's say five pieces of pokemon bling what pokemon are you going with well what am i gonna choose or what would nintendo choose because nintendo would, would what, probably what would you want nintendo would, to choose they would choose charizard pikachu you think they would go charizard yeah charizard, i mean yeah. What are the most popular Pokemon? Period. Okay. See, I would have I would have said Eevee, P- Pikachu, and like three of the starters, like maybe Charmander, Squirtle, um, uh, yeah, the other guy. Char- Charizard, Charizard, kind of like overtakes any of them in terms of popularity. Like he is okay. the most popular starter related Pokemon of all time. Okay. Okay, that's fair. What else would you want from Nintendo? Uh, I mean, dude, I'm all about. I I love the idea of the evolutions, all of the the different ones. That'd be freaking sick. That would be sick. That would be sick. I I I think new merch announcement would be uh, would be dope because what at the last presentation or at least at, at uh, the presentation a few years ago they announced Pokemon shirts, which was a thing. I'd be down with it with another like line of that. Maybe Pokemon pants. <laughs> Give me a new a new Pokemon something. New Shout Pokemon, Pokemon merch. pants. I'd be down for. I expect some kind of Pokemon Unite update. Uh, and then give me an update update on Pokemon Sleep. Where is that at? I know I talked about that, that late last week. They're sleeping like, on it, man. Yeah, they're sleeping on it. Give me Pokemon Sleep. I need mm-hmm. to fix my sleep my sleep schedule. I need to get back on the sleep grind. Uh, Tim, 
<laughs> there's still more coming out this week, like Kind of Funny Games Cast, which is coming out Thursday morning this week, and that'll be your Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut review, Ooh. so look out for that. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Canva, HBO Max, and KiwiCo, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Warp Report. <laughs> it's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Starting with our number one, Control has passed 10 million players, and Remedy is working on six whole games. This is from Wesley LeBlanc at IGN. With Control having passed 10 million players, Remedy Entertainment has entered full production on its upcoming game project with Epic Games. This was revealed in a new investor letter released today, alongside the news that Control's revenues were slightly higher in Q2 2021 than in Q2 2020. Remedy cites the studio's commitment to actively marketing Control, Control Ultimate Edition's launch on Google Stadia, and Control's inclusion in the Epic Games Game Store uh, Mega Sale 2021 as reasons for the game's continued success. Quote, overall, new platforms, services, and special offerings give us valuable lessons for the future, bring additional revenue, help us to reach new audiences, and increase Control brand awareness. Control has already reached a formidable audience, having been played by over 10 million players. The growing audience and brand awareness are valuable as we continue to support Control, end quote. The letter also reveals that its big-budget game project being developed in partnership with Epic Games has moved into full production, and that the studio's four-player cooperative PvE game set in the world of Control, known as Condor, has been solidified thanks to a new co-publishing and development, development agreement with 505 Games. In case that's not enough, Remedy mentioned in the letter that it is also agreed on collaboration terms for a future, bigger-budget con control game with 505 Games as well. Elsewhere, Remedy is continuing to develop the story mode for Crossfire HD and Crossfire X2, while also, it's Crossfire X also, not like Crossfire X2, there's only one Crossfire X currently, while also continuing its full production focus on a second, smaller-scale game with Epic Games. Don't forget about Vanguard, either, which is the studio's free-to-play co-op game project. Remedy says it's, quote, progressing at a good pace with selected internal and external closed gameplay tests, end quote. Just last month, we learned that Remedy was working on yet another game, bringing the total to six. The letter, the letter says to meet the production of these six games, the studio's headcount has grown to 293 employees. Tim, how do you feel about six games from Remedy? I mean, that's that's pretty crazy, right? Like, it's interesting that, you know, we're talking about Control, which is a multi-game of the year winning video game as seen by the the footage that barrett just showed like even ign's game of the year that year uh like that's a that's a really kind of lauded team right and working on six games and going through uh the article you just read it's like yeah there's a lot of crossfire hd crossfire x like all these things that i think a lot of core gamers wouldn't really like get excited about uh hearing especially a team like remedy working on but six is a big enough number that like there's probably some big surprises in there like we know uh everyone's kind of been assuming that at some point we're going to get an alan wake sequel like a full-on alan wake game and I, I think that that you know there's enough enough yeah exactly exactly i'm sorry <laughs> uh uh I, I feel like that is an inevitability it's just a matter of time um and i think that if it weren't for the state of the world we would have heard about it already like, I think that it's sooner than later uh, in their pipeline. But you've got to imagine with Control uh, having 10 million players, like Control 2, right? Like, oh, yeah. 
it must be in, in early development of, of, of some sort. So yeah. that, that's exciting for people I mean, like they, Andy. They, they talk about the next big control, control game being bigger budget, bigger scope, it being a bigger game, which sounds really exciting. Like, I love Control. I know so many people love Control. And Remedy as a studio is a very good, very talented studio. And so to hear that they are expanding and working on more projects, I think it's super exciting. I think there's the other half of it that can be worrisome, which is how much they're increasing in, in headcount and uh, in the amount of projects they're working on. Because this reminds me a little bit of something like Telltale, where Telltale had that hit with The Walking Dead. And oh. they they started making deals, they started making partnerships, and they started working on more and more games and expanding. But expansion isn't always a good thing depending on how you handle it. Like that can that can lead to teams being stretched and quality not being maintain, maintained in a way where when you have a smaller team that you know how to work with, you're able to do stuff or you you know what you're doing, right? You're able to to make the games that you know how to make and you're able to make something that hits magic like control. But mm-hmm. when you expand out and don't manage that expansion, you get to the place where teams aren't talking as effectively as they should be. Scope gets out of control. You start uh you, you might start feeling too big or, or bigger bigger than you than control. you should feel you start feeling you start feeling out of control you know it reminds me of cyberpunk a little bit as well where you know cyberpunk got on the track of being cyberpunk because they put out the witcher 3 and we're like hey we're too big to fail let's scope up let's make the biggest game ever as our next game and all of a sudden that flops because they let things get out of control. I don't, yep. I'm not saying that that's going to happen to remedy because again, remedy is also a talented studio, but the fear is always there. If it can, if it can happen to CD project red, it can happen to anybody. Totally. Now I do think that uh, the kind of devil's advocate to what you're saying is there's a lot of money behind this uh, and, and mm-hmm. behind remedy. And a lot of these games, they're not fully making, they are just making a mode of the game. So they're not necessarily responsible for, dotting all the i's and crossing all the t's right so whether that's the the different crossfire games or whatever you know them working with epic games on like bigger other things like uh 293 people is simultaneously a lot and not that many people to be working on that many games but Mm -hmm. if it is kind of specialized modes here and there um you know they're obviously doing this for a reason i think that they they have that that beautiful there's the triangle of you can do it fast you can do it good or you can do it cheap and you can only choose two of those things right like you never get all three and i I think with them this might be one of those plays where they have the money and they have the talent so it's like they have the the quality there and they for what they're doing here they kind of have the time like they're working on enough projects that they don't necessarily need to hit each one of them like right away. It's like it can kind of like one thing can fund the next and kind of like keep working in a uh, a nice momentous way. <laughs> oh yeah, one thousand percent. And I, I, in theory, a control multiplayer game would hold people over to what Control Two maybe. Like we don't need Control Two next year. We can wait a few years before we get the next control. And if you have a control multiplayer game in between that, it reminds me of Last of Us with Last of Us Factions, where we just co- we're just coming off of The Last of Us Part 2. Last of, Last of Us Part 3 feels so far away, right? And this isn't a transition. I wanted to know. <laughs> but, like, you know, that feels like it's forever away. But for people who are fans of The Last of Us, for people who are, who are hardcore about it, we know that we're probably going to get factions in the next couple of years. We know that we're probably going to get maybe a new Naughty Dog IP in the next couple of years. We're going to get stuff that holds us over to that to that next title. Mm-hmm. And it seems like with Control, that is an IP that is that is so successful for them right now that it is probably a smart move to try and build into that and create 
either spin-off titles or <clears throat> or alternative titles that feed into the IP and maintain that IP as something that continues to grow and, and builds different kinds of audiences. And so if you can have a <clears throat> a controlled single player audience that thrives off of the campaign, thrives off of off of the the lore, the universe, the gameplay, but then have also your multiplayer audience that loves the updates, loves the loves hopping in every few months when there's a new control uh, multiplayer season then that's a beautiful thing with with an ip like that and that is going to continue to carry remedy forward yeah and you know without uh, belaboring the story too much one point i want to bring up that i think is really cool is we're, we're entering this new era of video games where even single player games can kind of have a second life in a way that they've never been able to before where before a game would come out and everyone's talking about it there's a zeitgeist around it there's a marketing blitz around it and you're either in that in that wave or you're part of the if I'm being honest, majority of people out there that are going to wait for things to go on sale and, you know, maybe borrow it from a friend or whatever, like there's that wave, but that wave doesn't necessarily have the like spike in conversation about it. Right. Whereas now because of things like Epic game store and um, game pass and stadia and like the streaming uh, for video games, there's these like random marketing opportunities for quote unquote old games uh, to be delivered in ways that feel new and fresh and will be new and fresh to so many people. So instead of having to wait for a game to go on sale, it's kind of like given to them already in different forms, whether it's, oh, hey, sign up for Stadia, you get it free, or just it's on Game Pass, or like these different avenues allow games to kind of have a second jump off point. And like it, it could give things like Titanfall 2 a renewed life, right? To mm. kind of then gain interest to get these numbers to then get a Titanfall 3 or to get sequels to games made that wouldn't necessarily 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 have been greenlit in the past. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I and I it, that and I think that comes back to what Remedy cites as the the reasons why Control is so so successful still, right? Like it's the it's the continually marketing of like they're they're continually marketing the game in the in a way that for remedy since that is their main title that is their focus they have the bandwidth to be like cool let's continue to market control let's continue to advertise this thing let's continue to talk about it let's launch control ultimate edition uh and like and 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 relaunch it in a way that puts it on people gets it on people's minds even though like there were some aspects of that launch that that bungled it a little bit in terms of the availability and then the the launch structure of it but nonetheless right relaunching that game seems to have done a lot for it and then yeah like you said right putting it on google stadia figure, figuring out different ways people can experience it put, putting it on the epic games uh, uh store mega sale in 2021 right like all of these are all of these have boosted the game in a way that for remedy as a studio again control being their main their main game they're able to do that they're able to give that focus and that's going to be so good for that ip in the long run and so curious to see what these six games look like for remedy i am excited for the, the for the control multiplayer game like i really want to try that out i think that is a promising idea and i'm also curious to see what this what these games are that they're working on with uh epic games are because epic games for i, I remember when they put out the graphic of hey we're working with these developers to make games and it was remedy it was uh gen design which is uh ueda's studio ueda from the last guardian and shadow colossus and eco it seems like they have an, an interesting thing going in terms of partnering with with studios, and they have a they have a vision. Uh, given what that what that graphic was, I want to know what that vision looks like in fruition because Holy I want to see what shit, Gen Design's yeah. next game is. I want to see what Remedy makes exclusively for Epic Games. Like that sound that they have an interesting lineup in terms of uh, studios, and that could be something really cool and special. 
Tim, let's talk about story number two. Xbox head Phil Spencer loves the Steam Deck. This is Jared Moore at IGN. Xbox boss Phil Spencer has managed to get his hands on a Steam Deck early and says that playing Xbox games such as Halo through Xbox, ga- Xbox Cloud Gaming feels good on the handheld. In a tweet, Spencer confirmed that he'd spent the best part of a week with the upcoming portable PC before congratulating the, t- the Steam Deck team. Quote, after having mine most of the week, I can say it's a really nice device. Games with me on the go, screen size, controls are all great. Playing Halo and Age feels good. xCloud works well. Congrats, SD team. The Steam Deck is able to stream games through Xbox Cloud Gaming thanks to the fact that it's just a PC, despite its console-like form factor. This mean, And this is the, the end of the Phil, <clears throat> Phil Spencer quote. There wasn't an end quote there, so end quote. This means that simply opening the web browser and going to Xbox.com is all you need to do to access the Xbox Cloud Gaming Library. Will Spencer uh, might have been granted an early edition of the Steam Deck, the console is set for general release in December. Off of this story, I want to pull in a question from Anonymous Ronin, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, just like you can, and says, with Phil Spencer saying the Steam Deck is perfect for Xbox Cloud Gaming, is Steam, is Steam Deck the, the secret answer to Xbox competing with the Nintendo Switch? Could the Steam Deck become the most popular platform for xCloud? Tim, those are two different questions. Yeah, uh, but where do you want to start with? No that? to both of them, uh, but not not in a in a negative way. I just think that uh, there's it's going to be immensely popular in in other forms. I think that TVs are going to be the biggest form once that really gets figured out and kind of normalized across smart TVs, where ju- there's just an X Cloud app or a Game Pass app built into every LG TV, every Samsung TV, every Sony TV. Maybe not Sony. Maybe Sony. I don't know. Things are weird, right? <laughs> it's a whole yeah. new world we live in. Um, it, so the Steam Deck is really interesting because I, uh, Greg, Greg pre-ordered one, and I was saying, and I was like, he was like, are you going to get one? I'm like, no, no way. Like, I have no need for this. And he was just like, you're going to change your mind. And I was just like, there's no way in hell I changed my mind. And I got to say, I still haven't changed my mind, but I got to admit when I'm wrong. And I watched Linus Tech Tips video, uh, breaking it down. And I did get a, an ounce of that, like, oh, I want the shiny new thing feeling that I never thought I would have for this thing. I'm still not getting one, still not trying to get one, but I did have that like tinge of like, oh, these motherfuckers are getting me. They're getting me on the hype. And it, Tim, looks, it looks really good. If you told me that um, they would announce a new Nintendo Switch model and a new Steam portable thing around the same time, and I would, I would uh, pre-order slash reserve the Steam portable thing, I would have told you that that's a damn lie. And I did. Like, I, I reserved a Steam Deck just because, like, the the technology looks like it's there. You know, I think it's a really cool idea. I made fun of it on Twitter because the buttons look like they're about to fall off the controller because of how far up they are. But aside from that, right, like, the idea of being able to play big budget games like a Witcher 3 or a Control or whatever the game is on a handheld system. I know I named games that are on <laughs> Nintendo Switch, but beyond those, right, like big budget um, PC games, being able to play that on a handheld device sounds super cool to me. And even for things like xCloud, I know I could play xCloud on my phone. I don't love playing games on my phone. I'd rather, if I'm going to play a game handheld slash portable, I'd rather have it be a big screen. I'd rather play it on something that is dedicated. And Steam Deck for me does seem like a pretty cool xCloud device if I want to use it that way. Like, I, it, it, there's, there's enough there in terms of the technology and in terms of, like, how good it seems like it's going to be able to, to run stuff and play stuff that I'm like, hmm, I want to give this thing a try because it seems kind of cool. 
Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, it's interesting. And uh, I, I watched the Linus Tech Tips video, which I recommend to everybody. It's a really, really, really fun, good breakdown uh, of the Steam Deck. And it, it definitely got me more excited for it. But it also just got me excited for the idea of uh, handheld gaming in a way that I've never really given credit to it. Like, I love handheld gaming, obviously, because uh, of Nintendo being in my life my entire life. And uh, I'm a huge fan of the Switch. I, unlike you, did get the OLED Switch because that's what speaks to me yeah, a, a little Timmy, bit more. Let's go. Um, and I can't freaking wait for it. But uh, yeah, here's the video. Thanks, Barrett. Um, but what, what I did this weekend was I finally busted out my Backbone controller uh, for mm -hmm. iOS that Greg's been talking about forever. I ordered one a long time ago and I never really like, I, I messed around with it for a little bit, but I was like not fully getting in. This weekend, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, do I need a Steam Deck? I know I have this like thing in me that's saying I want this, but I didn't even use this thing enough. And I uh, set it all up. I booted up Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on oh, yeah, my iOS. And I I played half halfway through the game. And I'm like, this thing is amazing. And I was like, all right, cool. It's a 2D platformer. Like, this isn't like the, the most insane thing ever. But I'm realizing that I'm playing this game on a, an OLED giant screen iPhone right like that's pretty damn cool it was working great and obviously that was an ios game on it um but then i was like i'm gonna look in to p to playstation remote play i've never done it before i'm gonna try xcloud and like get into that stuff and i spent maybe an hour just messing around getting tony hawk's pro skater uh one and two remake because i'm me running from my ps5 to this and i was like oh my god this works so much better than i would have ever imagined and i feel like it's one of those like best kept secrets things where it's like obviously people talk about it i don't think people talk enough about how freaking crazy this shit is yeah i i think it's the thing of it getting better and better over the years because i remember i remember using i remember a few things right i remember using playstation now back in the day and being like okay this seems like cool technology that is maybe gonna get there down the line but right now there's enough lag there's enough latency there's enough yep. uh like there's not uh, it doesn't look as great as just playing games natively there there are enough caveats there where i was like all right this is this isn't all the way there i remember doing that but i also on the flip side i remember back when playstation hadn't bought gaikai yet i remember gaikai having this beta app on facebook.com where in like 2012 maybe i was playing saints row the third via <laughs> gaikai on my on my browser on facebook.com and this isn't something that i hear people talk about uh, at all like i don't know if this is like if it just you happened for a short enough period I, it's it, <laughs> saying it out loud it sounds like something i dreamt up but like i looked it up a few years ago because i was like certainly this must have happened and yeah like that was a thing that for sure happened and i remember doing that and being like what this is the future like what in the world like of course it didn't play perfectly but i was still like what the fuck? I'm playing Saints Row 3 on Facebook.com. How in the world is this possible? And now we've finally gotten to the point, I think, where we are we're pretty much there in terms of this is a this is a fine way to play a game. You can play a full game like this, and you know, again, not the perfect way to play a game, but it's good enough to where you it's fine for the the caveat of I'm playing it on my phone. Cool. Like I if if I can play something on my phone with this level of quality and this kind of experience, then 
yo, like, who cares if there's the tiniest bit of latency when it works this good? Um, and I think as we go, still, like, that is going to get better and better. Yeah. Uh, Especially and with th- internet infrastructure, like, hopefully being improved over the years as well, because that's the one thing, mm-hmm. that's the one caveat I still have, like, you need to have a good enough Wi-Fi to be connected to your phone, because our apartment, like, if we're not in the living room, the Wi-Fi is, like, a little spotty, and that's why we have almost everything hardwired in. Um so Same. it's like I, I have to be in the living room for like the PS5 uh, remote play to like work well enough or at like the very end of my bed, which is like closest to like where the living room would be to like even have it work. So, yeah. Yeah. And See, just, I, I'm coming in going from zero to 100 where it was just yeah. like I've only heard the, the bad stories and it not working or whatever. And I was like so impressed with playing Sonic 2 on this yeah. thing that I was like, I got to try it works, this remote it's, play. It's really great. It's and really, it's really and cool. My, that's my thing is like my Wi-Fi is awesome and pretty even throughout my house and especially where I was playing in my my bedroom. And I was shocked at the quality of it where I was like, holy fuck, this is working so well to take this story one step further and to go back to the, the question of will this be like the most popular uh, use of the xCloud and all that. I think that I've said this for a long time. Xbox is going to release an Xbox series something little dongle that connects to your TV just like a Chromecast. And you'll be able to to play xCloud and it'll like help uh, all that shit. That is going to be the answer, if not just embedded uh, smart TV apps. Like the future, it, we're, we're there, guys. Like it is not even close anymore. It's happening around us and I can't believe it. Yeah, I'm right there with you, Tim. Tim, let's talk about story number three. Nintendo orders a ROM site to destroy all of its games or else. This is from Zach Zweizen at Kotaku. ROM Universe, a website where folks could download pirated copies of various Nintendo games and even pay a premium to get faster downloads, was sued into oblivion back in May of this year. But Nintendo wasn't done after suing the site for $2.1 million. In new court docs, a judge has ordered the owner of the site to destroy all of his Nintendo ROMs or face legal consequences. ROM Universe was first sued by Nintendo in 2019 for what its lawyers called, quote, brazen and mass-scale infringement, end quote. Nintendo won that lawsuit in May and was awarded $2.1 million in damages, which would be paid by ROM Universe owner Matthew Storman in $50 monthly payments. (laughs) Tim, could you imagine paying $50 monthly payments of $2.1 million? It's fucked up. (laughs) At least in theory. However, in July, Nintendo returned to court after Stormin failed to make his first $50 payments. The game publisher requested a permanent injunction against Stormin as it feared he might be willing to he might be willing to bring the site back online. And now there's more. As spotted by Torrent Freak, the judge has now granted Nintendo's injunction after taking another look at the case and the ongoing actions of Stormin. The court has now ordered Stormin to per- to quote permanently destroy all unauthorized Nintendo games or other unauthorized copies of Nintendo's intellectual property, including movies, books, and music, end quote. The judge has given Stormin until August 17th, 2021 to comply, that's tomorrow, and until August 20th to file a declaration with the court, verifying he has followed the judge's orders. If he fails to do so, he could face perjury charges. Also, as a result of this new injunction, uh, filed late last week in U.S. District Court, Stormin can no longer distribute, copy, sell, or even play unauthorized Nintendo ROMs. He's also barred from using any Nintendo trademarks or logos. So if you're running a ROM site out there, hey, be careful. 
I am just shocked it's taken this long. My entire life, I've always been like, how the hell do these websites exist? Because, you know, there's the emulation sites and like there's a lot of the they, they stay on the, the up and up on the legal side of like, hey, like they always have the documentation that's kind of backing like what they're doing and what makes it legal and shit. Then there's these ROM sites that are just like, hey, here's everything. Here's, here's all the Mario. ROMs. And then they're always just like, yeah, only download it if you own it. Wink, wink. And it's just like it, it's kind of it has the same energy as the people that are just like, um, Oh well, it's 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 fair use because I I only use three seconds of the song in my video. It's like that's not how that works. Yeah, mm. like you were completely off on this. Same thing with the ROMs, where it's like there's such weird misunderstandings of the legalities of it all. Um, but yeah, here we are. This is happening, and it is definitely 20 years later than I thought it would be. Um, definitely sad in a lot of ways. Like when you look at it from just the preservation of these games, there's so many games that Nintendo will never re-release uh, in different forms. Uh, so that that sucks. Ooh. But, you know, yeah. the fact that they're giving people a couple days notice of this, you know, I'm going to stop talking there. But, you know. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know. But, like, this is, this, yeah, this is one of those ones where, uh, it feels like Nintendo is definitely making an example of a person to to scare other people because this is a scary thing, right? Being being sued for two point one million dollars and being ordered to basically destroy everything, uh, that's that's terrifying. Especially when you want to talk about the preservation aspect of it. And I wonder if it's not only that he was running the sites, but also he was running premium versions of the site. I wonder if that was where if that's what crossed the line for nintendo uh knowing nintendo they wouldn't want a site out there in the first place to be even allowing the downloads but like there over the years for as long as i've been paying attention to rom and emulation culture there have been so many sites that i have pretty much any game you can think of from uh i, I from your childhood right like ret, quote unquote retro games and in a lot of cases even more modern games just available on there uh and it seems like the, like those have just been left up like when i i'm not going to name sites but like there are sites that i go to that still have roms on there and like periodically i'll see games come up and come down and i'll see like platform like okay we're taking off all our game boy games for now and then i'll check back a year later and the game boy games are back you know i see i i see that type of stuff and i wonder i wonder if we're going to get to the point where it becomes impossible to find these sites anymore because nintendo has done the, the the job in terms of scaring everybody away and really cracking down on this shit because Nintendo really is very precious about these games. I wonder if we, I wonder if we hit that point or I wonder if this is a, if this is a case where this specific site uh ROM universe goes away but other sites stick around. The Hydra man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you cut off one head, another grows. How it happens. Another grows. Remember, everybody, you can go over to patreon.com slash games where you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, let us, aka Tim, tell you about our sponsors. I'm going to tell you about them right now. This episode is brought to you by hbo max many of us are plumbing the depths of our streaming platform, searching for something new to watch, looking for an entertainment fix. And if that's true for you, I have some suggestions. Do those suggestions rhyme with Ruicide Rod? They do. You can watch The Suicide Squad right now on HBO Max. We loved it. You can watch our in-review series where we gush all about it. But then you can also watch the movie. And uh, there's going to be a ton of in-review movies actually coming out on HBO Max. Earlier this year, of course, we already 
did a review for Space Jam, a new legacy. We got Dune coming up later. That's really exciting. Um, what else? Oh, Scream. Scream and Review we're starting this week. And you can watch the, the Scream movies on, on HBO. So that's cool. Uh, these titles and so many others are available in theaters and on HBO Max for a limited time at no extra charge to subscribers. Release dates are subject to change. So get on it and sign up for HBO Max at hbom.ax slash kfgd. That's hbom.ax slash kfgd to sign up for hbo max be able to watch the suicide squad and in the heights and all the really really cool movies that you can watch over there next up i want to give a shout out to canva making content is an essential part of what i do to keep this show going but it hasn't always been a seamless creative process ever since we found canva pro you can design anything like a pro on any device it's super great it helps with thumbnails it helps with logo designs it helps with just Honestly, the thing that helps us with the most is kind of just like general marketing things of like trying to get information out to you guys of like scheduling stuff and like announcing different things. So Canva Pro kind of makes helpless people when it comes to designing uh, completely talented and be able to make dope looking graphics. Canva Pro is a design platform that empowers you to create and share stunning content in just a few clicks. Whether you're a design professional or just getting started, designing with Canva Pro is amazingly fast and fun. You can choose from thousands of professionally made templates that are easy to customize with simple drag and drop features or start from scratch. And when they say easy, it is really, really easy and really satisfying to get super cool looking graphics exactly how you want them. Just kind of plug and play, pick different stuff. They got really keen aesthetic eyes. So check it out. Uh, you can design like a pro with Canva Pro. Right now, you can get a free 45-day extended trial when you use the promo code uh, KFGD. Just go to canva.me slash KFGD to get your free 45-day extended trial. That's C-A-N-V-A dot M-E slash KFGD, canva.com slash KFGD. And finally, shout out to Kiwi. Co. KiwiCo inspires kids to see themselves as makers, engineering and creating their own innovative designs and outcomes. Ultimately, KiwiCo's mission is to provide the next generation of innovators with the tools and a foundation to become creative problem solvers and critical thinkers. The mission is to help kids build creative confidence and problem solving skills and have a blast while doing it. You know, while most of us here are kind of funny, if not all of us here are kind of funny, do not have children yet greg miller's is on the way and it's coming in hot and it's coming in fast and because of that uh greg miller got some of this kiwi stuff he's really excited to to play with the little panda crate uh with the with the future miller kid coming out panda crates for ages zero to 24 months developed in partnership with seattle's children's hospital each crate helps babies learn by doing what they do best playing exploring and most importantly interacting with the adults in their lives crates arrive every other month and are filled with two months worth of content and they have different crates depending on age groups there's the koala crate for the two to four year olds the kiwi crate for five to eight atlas crate six to eleven nine to thirteen come on there's even one for 14 to 104 plus that's cool. <laughs> you know, kids come in all shapes and sizes and ages, I guess. That's just how it works. Uh, so where can you go? You can go to kiwico.com slash kind of funny games to get 50% off your first month. That's K-I-W-I-C-O.com slash kind of funny games to get 50% off your first month. Kiwico.com slash kind of funny games to get 50% off your first month. Blessing back to you back to me story number four uh evo is back in person in 2022 this is from at evo on twitter they tweeted this out on august 14th we've loved the competition through our online events 
but nothing beats live in-person tournaments between players from around the world. It has been too long since we have experienced the spirit of the fighting game community in person together. Evo is back in Las Vegas, August 5th through 7th in 2022. And I, for one, am very excited about this. I still haven't been to Evo uh, in person yet. And that's been a thing I've been wanting to do for Gotta legit do it one years. Day. Yeah, like last year was going to be the first year I was going to do it, but Evil got completely canceled last year. Uh, and so I'm very excited that they are planning to do uh, in-person events again. 2022, hopefully things are in a good enough place by then that that can actually come to fruition. And yeah, it's very excited about this. Yeah, the problem I've always faced is there's been a couple of years where Evo and RTX are the same weekend. And it's like, God, yeah, no. Yeah. Or I think there was one year as Evo and Comic-Con, but I've never been able to do Evo. And also it's like, I, it's, con it's convention season, right? Cause like, what is that? Is that yeah. stretch from July into August? And so you have PAX. Well, yeah, June you, you with E3. RTX. Yeah. June with E3. Uh, yeah. Theoretically next year, right? RTX. Uh, RTX has leaned toward beginning July the last couple of years. And I think next year they've confirmed that as well, that it's 4th okay. July weekend. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because I've, never like since i've done this whole thing like from ig until now it's like i've never been to a convention just for fun like it's always there's always work to do and there's always something so i feel weird going to a convention where there's not necessarily like work to do <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean but i'm like i want to go to evo i want to i want to see that's the hypest thing in the world tim we can totally we can totally make a like we could do kind of funny evo coverage it wouldn't be the we, best coverage yeah but, but it, we, we can could. make it kind of funny we can make it kind of funny. We can make yeah. it a bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But speaking of live things that we want to go to, do we have a plan for Nintendo World? Like, has this been a thing that you've thought about at all? Uh, I mean, I just my thoughts are I got to wait for the world to for sure. get better to get back, and like get, get a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I can tell you for a fact, Bless, that at some point in our lives, me and you are going to ride a Yoshi together, okay? Oh, 1,000%. <laughs> While wearing Sonic, <laughs> Sonic playing, we're gonna make it happen. Hell yeah! Show some respect, Smash Brothers universe, baby. Hell yeah! Uh, last news story, story number five: Call of Duty Vanguard reveal has been confirmed for uh, for Warzone on August nineteenth. This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Call of Duty Vanguard will be officially revealed this Thursday, August 19th. That's according to an advert published on the PlayStation Store today, which confirms that the game will be shown for the first time via Warzone at 10.30 a.m. Pacific Time. Sledgehammer Games started officially teasing Call of Duty Vanguard last week when multiple content creators received and shared a video from the game's publisher ahead of its expected reveal this month. Teasers also began appearing in-game via Warzone, with winning players being killed off by a mysterious character at the end of matches. Call of Duty Vanguard promotional material leaked earlier this week, with artwork revealing several additions planned for an open beta and more. Tim, uh, you're, you're not like a huge Call of Duty person. Is, it, are you, no. is this something you're going to tune into, though? Uh, No, definitely not. I'll look at the news story. We'll talk about it later. I mean, I, this makes sense for them to do. Again, we talked about this last week when this this news first leaked. Like, I mean, we got to say it at the top. Activision Blizzard, fuck them right now. This is bad shit. We got to focus on the, all the important stuff going on there and the lawsuits and all that. And like, it's it feels really odd for them to be doing this, even though it makes sense. Of course, they're going to. Yeah. Um, it being in Warzone though, I think that's it's interesting marketing. We're seeing a lot more of that type of shift. Um, and especially with Fortnite having all of its events and things, Ariana Grande and, yeah, you know, Travis Scott and all that shit, uh, which is cool. But this Call of Duty just doesn't give a shit. They know what they have. They're like, you're going to buy this. So we're just going to put it out. And, yeah. and that it is what it is. Or last week when me and you were talking about um, 
this this leak i was saying that like this is the latest it's been since we've had a call of duty announcement um going into the new game you know, because normally we get them in May or whatever. And a bunch of people tweeted me like, Tim, you're so off on that. Like the last couple of years, there's been pretty late uh, reveals of the Call of Duty games before they they come in. And it's like, oh, shit, things have changed <laughs> like under our eyes. We just haven't mm-hmm. noticed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm very fascinated with the shift to doing reveals uh, within games. Like you mentioned the, the Fortnite stuff with Ariana Grande, and they've been doing that for, I guess, like forever at this point, forever meaning being like three three or so years. Ever since the, the Fortnite's become the hotness, they've been doing it. Uh, for Call of Duty Warzone, you know, I wonder... I wonder what happens if Warzone starts to become less popular. Like, if this time next year, if Warzone, let's say, has dropped by quite a few million players because people find more interest in Fortnite or Apex or people, or if Battle Royale just doesn't become, doesn't stay as popular as it is a year from now. I wonder if they are like, cool, let's go back to doing it in May or cool. Let's go back to doing an on stage presentation or on stage reveal. Um, either way, like it, the, the, this stuff fascinates me and I'm curious to see what Vanguard ends up being. I know we have the, the leaked details of it, but I'm curious to see it, see it actually on screen with, the 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 actual trailer and and you know campaign voice lines and all that stuff that re- that really gives a character, um, cool, yep. Tim, mm-hmm. I'm excited about that. But that's so far away. If I want to come out to Mom and Grab shops today, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday. Out today, we got Road 96 for Switch and PC, Volleyball Challenge for Switch, and then Throw Anything for SideQuest VR. Throw Anything, I want to say I played on PSVR. And it's a pretty interesting game. Like, the whole premise of that game was uh, you're, like, at the top of, uh, like, a tall building, and you look out of, of your window, and there's, like, a bunch of zombies and monsters climbing up the building. And so you have to, like, look back, find anything in your room, and throw it down at the monsters to knock them off the building. And so, like, you're, you're, you're like, grabbing office supplies, you're grabbing, like, chairs, you're, gra- you're grabbing staplers and bullshit just to throw out of a window at zombies. If you have SideQuest VR, which I don't know what person has SideQuest VR, but if you have it, I would say give it a ch- I, would, I would say check it out. Give it a play. See if you enjoy it. New dates for you. Forgive Me Father and Lovecraft's Untold Stories 2 launch into Steam early access via PC on Thursday, October 28th, 2021. I thought that was one game for a second and I was like, god damn, that's a title. (laughs) Those are are two. (laughs) I was like, damn, that's a long-ass title. Those are two games. Forgive Me Father and then Lovecraft's Untold Stories 2. They both launched on the same day. They were included in the same press release and so that's why it's phrased like that. But yeah, those are two different games launching Steam Early Access via PC Thursday, October 28, 2021. And then Warmong Rules is launching on October 19th on Steam. Deal of the day for you. This is from Wario64. Annapurna Interactive is having a sale on iOS. You can get the following games for cheap. Uh, Florence is 99 cents. Journey is 199. Flower is 99 cents. Telling Lies is 299. Gone Home is 199. Donut County 199. Goragoa 99 cents. If Found 299. And then The Unfinished Swan is 299. What a lineup of games! Go check out that sale. Annapurna has bangers. If I was to uh, recommend one, actually no. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna recommend three, because it's hard to even choose one, I would recommend Florence. I would recommend Gone Home. Flower baby. Flower is dope to you. Oh, I'll, Journey, I'll, Journey I'll, over yeah, Flower. Yeah, yeah, if you if you haven't played Journey, I would say yeah. Yeah, Journey, 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 Journey. Yeah, but if you yeah. have played Journey, then play play Flower. But yeah, legitimately, all of these games are, are bangers. I know people 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 
uh, I know people who love each of, of these games. And so go check out that sale. Have a good time. Experience some of that Annapurna goodness. Tim, now it's time to squat up. Remember, you can write in patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can write in with your questions. You can skip the ads, but then also you can squat up with the community, just like Jordan Deeb did. Jordan Deeb writes in with a kind of funny Avengers community squad up and says, good morning, KFGD crew. With Avengers War for Wakanda releasing tomorrow, I would like to remind everyone that there is a Discord group for kind of funny best friends that want to play Avengers together. We have rooms for squatting up on all major platforms, so come in and find yourself a group to assemble with over at invite.gg slash kfavengers. That is invite.gg slash kfavengers. Thank you, Jordan Deeb. P.S. Wakanda forever. Go squat up with Jordan Deeb. Go squat up with the Kind of Funny community. Uh, and have fun in Wakanda, everybody. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. That's where you write in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash games and on podcast services around the globe. We only have one you're wrong today, and it's from Hard to Find, who writes in and says, Tim is 1,000% going to get a Steam Deck. We'll see. This week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are <laughs> tomorrow, it's Janet and Gary. Wednesday, it's me and Andy. Thursday, it's Tim TM Thursday. And on Friday, Woo! it's Greg and Ryan Panegos. Of course, if you're oh, watching this H&M. live on Twitch, after this is the War for Wakanda stream featuring Greg Miller over on twitch.tv slash crystal dynamics. Go over there, tune into that, show Greg the love, get hyped for some Black Panther content. And we will Avengers. be hosting it here too, so you can stick around here as well. Oh, yeah, stick around, chat with the community, have a good old time. Uh, remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. So stick around for that. Otherwise, until next time, game daily. <laughs>